listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Teen Mom. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Teen Mom news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Teen Mom! Hello everyone, Mari Fagel here in New York, and I have Jessica King sitting in our studios in Los Angeles. She's holding down the fort solo tonight in LA, and I have Amber, who is one of our dedicated fans. I love her insights on all of our reality shows, so I'm so happy to have her on board for our entire after show tonight. Amber, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be calling in. I'm <laughs> too junkie. <laughs> Aren't we all? And now, actually, I think this episode was even better than the last one. I think that they're really finding their footing, and I think that, um, you know, because sometimes shows like the first the first episode back starts out on a high note, and then it kind of dwindles down. I thought this episode was even more dramatic in terms of, Janelle and uh, Leah and Kaylin, and obviously you know how I feel about Chelsea and how I'm going to feel about her all season long. <laughs> boring, 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 repetitive, 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 I'm over it. <laughs> I think, um, you know, they're definitely saving all the drama until the very end, so it's one of those things where you just have to keep watching because it's like the climax seems to happen within the last five minutes of the episode. So it's like, yeah. you could take a nap for the first 30 minutes and wake up and don't miss the drama at the end. <laughs> and now, Amber, what did you think of the episode as a whole, just compared to last week? I thought it was better than, than last week. Of course, um, Chelsea, I, I could do without, as usual. But, yeah, I, I totally agree that the last, like the end of it was basically, you know, where, where everything juicy happened and the rest of it was a little bit boring, but it was definitely better than last week, and I'm hoping it'll just keep getting better. Yeah, I'm honestly wondering, Janelle's life is so crazy. I'm wondering if every episode is going to end with a massive fight, like with Janelle involved. I mean, last week it was the insane fight with her mom. This week it was the insane fight with Kiefer. And it's like, she, and, and it's like, it's hard to blame just her because she is to blame a lot of times for these, like, fights just in the way that she acts with her mom and then the way she kind of was handling the situation with Kiefer, but it's also the people she chooses to surround herself around. Um, I mean, I really, really, really despise Kiefer. Yeah. Um, is, is there any way that any of the three of us can defend his actions at no. all whatsoever? 
Not at all. And the fact that he's complaining about what he gets to do when she's the one that's driving him all around town, paying, I'm sure he's not helping her with gas or food or anything. He has no job. He has nowhere to go. If it wasn't for her, he would just be homeless. And that made me so annoyed when he was complaining about staring at a wall all day and being bored. And it's like, whose money is he using when he's gambling anyway? Because clearly, I'm sure it's not his. But um, I do agree with you that Janelle is constantly getting in the middle of fights and drama and I think she's also just like a ticking time bomb like anything sets her off and you know she always has some justification or some reasoning for it but she definitely has a very low tolerance I feel like for anger and now Amber what do you think about Kiefer? (laughs) Kiefer has absolutely no redeeming qualities whatsoever I, I absolutely agree with what you guys are saying he's he's a he, I just don't like last week I tried to, or was it two weeks ago when I called in or last week and I was you know trying to kind of be on his side a little bit and say you know that she needed him and he was the only person that you know gave her unconditional love and all that stuff but now we're seeing the true colors and he's very selfish he's using her um he's just he's he's a jerk i I don't even know what to say about him and and i remember when last week he was talking and he was saying um you know you need to start stacking cake so we can get a six-month lease on a place and all this like yeah it's like you know she has Mm -hmm. to do everything while he does nothing and you know then when she was like even when they woke up in the car and he's like she's like well what are we going to do now and he's like well call your friend amber and see if we can go over there like, if it was for her, like, you wouldn't have anything. And I know you said, uh, Mari, that you can't blame Janelle fully, but, you know, these are, this seems to be a trend for her. These seem, this seems to be the type of guy that she falls for. You know, her, mm-hmm. her ex boyfriend, her baby's daddy was the same exact way. He had no job, he had no money, um, he really had nothing going for him. And she continued to support him and defend him and love him. And so I don't, really have a whole lot of sympathy for her but I mean it definitely sucks for her to have to go through that but she's obviously what bothers me so much about her yeah she's definitely damaged and what bothers me so much about her is that she knows better than this she even says it herself and I'm like just take your own advice I mean she herself said I'm sacrificing my time my money and my love for Kiefer. She is sacrificing her time with her son to be with this deadbeat guy who's gambling, doing drugs, drinking, is homeless. And it's like she knows better. She spent almost the whole episode complaining to her friends, oh, you know, he drinks too much. Oh, he's just wanting to go gamble. Like, so then leave him. There's exactly. nothing tying you to him. Nothing I mean, holding her back. I hate I hate Adam, but and I I won't understand why Chelsea keeps going back. But at least it's like okay, well that's the baby's father. There's something tying her to him. Mm-hmm. There is nothing tying Janelle to keep her. Just dump him, leave him. Well, what made me sad too, because I used to think that maybe there was something between them that we didn't see, and he gave her, you know, like a shoulder to lean on or whatever. But today, she said that he doesn't talk about anything except for weed, booze, or drugs. Just those three things, and that they have no other normal conversation. And that made me really sad, because 
you know, she, she does know better exactly, Mari, what you're saying. And she is, you know, she is brighter than that. But sometimes, unfortunately, knowing the right thing and doing the right thing are completely different. Well, it's like alcoholics and you say, well, you know, if you drink, this is going to happen, but they still don't stop. But also for her, she mentioned that, you know, she went through this with her ex and she's not going to go through it again. But she is going through it again because she's tolerating it again, you know, and that should be the first sign to get out of there. If that's something that she knows that she doesn't want to go through another time. And then were you guys as shocked as I was that the episode opened or her segment opened with her sleeping in a car and saying she's been homeless sleeping in her car for three days? Because then I was wondering, and I, this is the thing that kind of frustrates me about teen mom and 16 and pregnant, is like I know they try to portray these girls like real struggles as real as possible, but they do get paid by MTV. And so, like, sometimes when they're struggling with money, it's like, but what's happening to the MTV money? And then uh, one of my, one of our avid watchers, uh, Stormy Siren, she tweeted at me, and this is actually a good point, that maybe she's sleeping in her car and has no money because she's using the MTV money on drugs. Because it's like, what money does Kiefer gamble with? What money are they using to spend on drugs and alcohol? So maybe they're using the MTV money on that or... I'd hope that maybe MTV, like, makes it so that the money is spent on the child. I, I, I don't know. Well, I agree with you because it doesn't make sense to me that she'd be sleeping in her car and the crew would just be, like, hanging out and yeah. shooting her sleeping in her car. So part of me Yeah, it's wonders, like she sleeps in her car and the crew goes home at night exactly. to, like, some nice hotel and then comes back to film her in her car. Exactly. So it's like that. There's that part of me, of course, that wonders, you know, they need ratings, they want drama, and it, like, helps the storyline seem more dramatic. And so maybe that's one of those things that has been set up, because I don't know if you guys noticed, but when she called her friend Amber and went to Amber's house to shower and everything, she came out of the shower and she had a whole new outfit on. She had a new headband on and all this stuff. So it's like, where did she get, like, a whole new change of clothes and everything? Like, I don't know. Well, okay, I have something to add to that because I was wondering the same thing. So I was online and I read that Amber from Teen Mom 1, when she was recently in court, she um, declared that she made $280,000 a year from Teen Mom. And so, if you know, and I understand wow. that there are like a more popular cast, they've done a few more seasons. And then I was reading um, Twitter and I was on Kaylin's Twitter because, you know, her segments about her applying for the WIC program and not wanting to be on welfare or whatever. And one of her followers asked her, you know, why would you be applying for welfare? Don't you make $60,000 a year or whatever? And she tweeted back, don't believe everything that you hear or you read. And then somebody tweeted, but the Teen Mom 1 cast are open about the fact that they have money and are buying houses and stuff. And she said, but we're not Teen Mom 1. So I don't know what that means. I'm sure they are making something. And I don't know where the money's going, unless it's being put in trust for the children or I don't know. But I think they're it, like, definitely I, making money regardless of the amount. And it could be something where, you know, they've signed a contract with MTV where they can't release this information or whatnot, because, Mm -hmm. you know, once the fans start getting light of what's real and what's fake, then they start becoming less interested. And so I'm sure it's like it's like celebrities in your everyday tabloids deny stuff all the time. And it's usually because, you know, whatever they've signed or what, you know, for the show's purposes, they can't say anything until 
such and such or whatnot. And so I definitely think they're making enough money to at least get by and, and support themselves. I don't think it's to the point where they they need to be filing for welfare and whatnot. And they're definitely not allowed to release that information because during our 16 and Pregnant After show, we had uh, Danielle, one of the moms from that season, call in, and we asked her specifically about money, and she answered every single one of our questions, and that was the only question she said that she was that she could not ask. She was not like allowed to answer mm-hmm. the question about about money. So definitely, that's something that MTV keeps under wraps. But let's talk about Kaylin because I actually, I definitely think. That's the reason why she kept saying, I don't want people to think I'm abusing the welfare system because some people mm-hmm. really need it. And then her boyfriend was like, but you do really need it. And I think the reason why she was worried people would think she's abusing it is because she's getting the MTV money. But I will yeah. say, for however messed up Janelle is, I totally have nothing but the utmost respect for Kaylin. She has her shit together, and she's been dealt an even more difficult hand than Janelle. At least Janelle's mom, like, is there for her, and, you know, when Janelle's on good behavior, has a roof over her head. But, like, Janelle, Kaylin has to deal with this mom who's kicked her out so many times, who chooses her boyfriend over her own daughter constantly, and she works two jobs, she goes to school, she has the kid. She's very resourceful, too. I mean, going to, seeking out this nonprofit that helps Young moms, I just have nothing but respect for her. I think she is very mature, very resourceful, and I just I think she's going to go far in life. I hope so. I mean, she's definitely, you know, Jordan mentioned last night that she's independent and he's not. And, you know, they had that little conversation. And I think that's important for her to step it up, you know, like she kind of grabbed the reins when she had her child whereas we've seen some of the other moms not really make the effort to make that difference to accommodate the fact that they're now a mom i.e. Janelle who continued to party and whatnot. so I agree I definitely respect the fact that she's taken her responsibility as her own and been an adult about it and is doing whatever she can to make the best life for her and Isaac and Amber, what do you think about Kaylin? I, I really, really like Kaylin. She's, you know, she's like she's the overachiever of the teen moms, and I, I totally respect her, too. And she's, you know, she's working all these jobs, and, you know, she's in school full-time. And I, I watched um, an interview with her, um, I guess it was like the teen mom after show kind of, and it was really sad because she said exactly what you were saying, Mari, that her mom has always consistently throughout her life picked these boyfriends over her own daughter and, you know, she said that she would, you know, and, and she was asked, like, what would you like as your ideal? And she said, I would like my mom to be there for me. And it's just mm-hmm. so sad. Like, it broke my heart because she does try really hard. And, you know, and, and there's, yes, she got pregnant at a young age, but she's so responsible that as a mother, like, you know, you'd think that she would, her mom would be proud of her. Like, she's not, you know, a leech on society or making anything difficult. And I, I just don't understand women. I guess it happens all the time, picking a man over your child. It's very sad. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because with um, Leah and Chelsea, we always see the very emotional side of them because I feel like they both wear their feelings, their heart on their sleeve. But with Kaylin, um, 
I feel like it would be nice to see that emotional side of her because she's kind of, and I'm sure it has to do with because of the fact that, you know, she's all she's got and she has to stay strong, but she's always kind of playing that tough guy role, like, I don't care, whatever, like, you know, and so I think it would be nice to see her have, you know, that conversation with her mom where she says, I don't feel like you're there for me and I wish you would support me and whatnot. But of course, that's not what drives ratings, so... Well, she said that she has spoken to her mom, and her mom gets really angry. And uh, she she was asked how her mom felt watching the show, and does her mom like have a realization of, you know, like you know, sometimes I guess if you watch yourself on television, you realize how you're coming across. And Kaylin said actually it makes her mom very angry, and her mom feels like MTV's um, portraying her to be an evil monster, and she's not like that, and uh, that it's made the relationship even worse, and that her mom will take out no responsibility and it's not there for her and it was sad like I watched it on the MTV website actually and she was she was in tears and usually she's very stoic mm-hmm. like no matter what and yeah she was in t- she was in tears and it was really nice to see but I felt so bad for her and I think that all the moms that are shown not getting along with their daughters use the excuse that MTV is it's the editing and you know they're made to look like a monster mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I mean, I think that's the whole point of the whole Dr. Drew special at the end of every season. And he's had these conversations with all of these moms, even um, in Sixteen and Pregnant, when that when the girl's water broke and her mom told her it was probably leaking from the shower and didn't want to take her to the emergency room, you know? Like, he's had this conversation with so many mothers, and they always break down and cry, and, you know, they say they'll change, and then the next season comes, and it's the same, if not worse, so it's really, I mean, I can't put myself in their shoes, but it's, I'd imagine it's really hard to deal with, especially on television, and to have to watch that back, too. Yeah, some of those moms, of the teen moms, just who are terrible moms, like, have it in their heads, yeah, that it's the editing or it's that their daughters. Because in that same after show we did with Danielle from 16 and Pregnant, we were talking about her mom because she had a bad relationship with her mom on the show, and her mom kind of did the same thing. You kind of left her. Mm-hmm. And so we had asked her what was going on now, and she wasn't even, um, or she was like, she, she was living with the grandmother, something like that. But anyways, the mom, like, went on this rant on Ustream, on our Ustream, on our after show page, oh, wow. and, like, claiming, oh, my daughter tells lies, like, she was trying to de- defend herself, when it seemed like her daughter actually had a pretty good head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the thing I liked about Kaylin's segment so much was, at the end of the day, no matter what fame and whatever these girls get, this show is about the struggles of teen motherhood and just trying to help teen mothers, I think, and, like, raise awareness about it. And so I think the fact that she sought out this nonprofit was really good because a lot of teen moms watch this show, and I think that maybe they don't realize that there's help out there for him, so when, out there for them. So when she goes to a nonprofit that is solely devoted to helping young, struggling teen moms gain financial independence, um, I just really liked that part of the segment. I thought that that was like something that that was included, not just for the drama entertainment factor of it, but actually helpful. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I really like her boyfriend, and it makes me sad that they're not together. Yeah, anymore. yeah, he's cute. I know. I really together. like Jordan too. Yeah. He's so, he's good he with so much sense. Yeah, he's great. I know. I mean. 
for however much we're praising Kaylin right now, it seems to me like she cheats on him or does something that's that's her fault. But, yeah, um, she messed it up. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have to see. Um, let's talk about because I just don't really like talking about Chelsea, so we'll just say that for the end. <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> Leah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> Leah's segment. I know Chelsea. Uh, uh, I hope if, if Chelsea listens to this after show, she's probably like, "Who are these victims who just think I'm boring?" But whatever, you are boring. <laughs> your life is repetitive. You're like you're dealing with like a fraction of the struggles that these that these other girls are dealing with. Yet you whine more than all of them. Well, I do have to say, <laughs> Chelsea. I agree with you, and it's boring, and it bothers me. She has everything handed to her. But the thing that bothers mm-hmm. me the most about her is. You know, I feel like everyone has that friend that asks for advice and comes to you crying and, you know, you have to console them when something goes wrong. And then you tell them, like, what you think as a true friend would be best for them. And then they go and do it again. And then they keep coming back to you and crying every time. And it's just like, so, I mean, I know, I can't speak for everyone, but I have that friend. And so I know how frustrating it is for me. So I get like really bothered when I watch Chelsea and not because I think she's boring or lame or whatever which she is but because <laughs> I feel bad for her friends and her family member her family members that have to go through that like every time she comes crying to them she's a very vocal person she obviously doesn't keep her feelings mm-hmm. inside and she's always asking for advice like what should I do like what what should I say and then it's just like a broken record and it's like you're wasting your breath by even telling her what you think because she's just gonna do what she wants to do anyway it's like why did you even ask so that just I just had to vent a little bit <laughs> because that just bothers and me so like, much it seems like Adam's brief charms don't even last that long because it looks like, and we'll talk about this in prediction, it looks like he's making her cry and doing some dick move again next episode, so it didn't even last one episode. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, I don't know. I just like, and I I like I like her dad a lot. I think her dad um, yeah. always has good, you know, wise words to say to her, and I think she should consider herself really lucky that, you know, he didn't just kind of cut her off after she got pregnant. And she just doesn't listen to a word that he says at all. And it's like when Kaylin is sitting there and her mother is ignoring her, like, you know, and she basically has to move out and is doing this totally on her own. And meanwhile, Chelsea is sitting there in this home that her parents bought for her. It's just, I don't, Chelsea really gets on my nerves. Chelsea kind of reminds me of Sarah in that she's a little more well-to-do compared to the other mm-hmm. cast members and doesn't maybe takes have advantage of it. struggles to deal with and still is like the most selfish mm-hmm. one, I feel like. So, so Sarah, at least her segments were always entertaining and, and dramatic just between you know, her, um, the father of her son, uh, of her daughter passing away, everything with her mom mm-hmm. and the boob job, whatever. At least Sarah was entertaining. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea's just repetitive. It's the same storyline over and over. Yeah. Well, and I really noticed, like, the the difference. Like, when, when Chelsea hurt her leg again and, and, you know, and she said, well, how am I going to take care of Aubrey? And, and her mom, it was so simple. Her mom's like, well, you're going to move in with me, of course. 
like you know, it, it, like it, it was so understood that her parents were just going to be there for her and yeah. continue to pay the rent for her house, and she was going to move in with her mom, and her mom was going to take care of her child. And you know, Kayla, she doesn't have that, and she's working so hard, and it just made me so sad that you know that Chelsea has, like you said, everything handed to her on a silver platter, doesn't even appreciate it, totally whines twenty four seven. Her whole life revolves around Adam, and the other moms, you know, are struggling and working hard, and you know, it'd be nice you know, for them to have moms that just said, oh, come move in with me. Which like also I noticed I um, just in these two episodes alone, we've seen so much more of her mom than we've seen in the past three seasons. So mm-hmm. I thought yeah. maybe her dad, like, doesn't want to be bothered with Adam anymore or have anything to do with it. I don't know. but Well, I, I noticed her dad was rolling his eyes at her when she was talking about Adam. And I roll my eyes when I'm watching the show. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love how her dad, though, the way he caught her was on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so I noticed you have a new friend. That's awkward. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's so we got our Chelsea storyline out of the way. I mean, honestly, each week, I feel like we're going to struggle to even talk about it because it's going to be the same thing over again. Like, oh, she's getting back together with Adam. Oh, it's annoying. Oh, Adam did something to piss her off. Oh, it's annoying. <laughs> Let's talk about a storyline that I actually find interesting and intriguing. And this storyline broke my heart last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, Leah, she's so young herself. She is a baby herself. And what she has to deal with I could not even imagine. Yeah. It's almost worse than than her daughter's medical problems is not knowing the answers, not knowing why they're caused, because that's almost even even worse because you don't know what's causing it. You don't know how much worse it could get. I mean, when her mom brought up how she had done research online and how that was so sad same exact problem that she could go blind like the whole thing was heartbreaking and she is a baby herself and she has to sit there and be strong for her daughters mm-hmm. I mean her one daughter was crying in a doctor's appointment and she has to sit there and be strong for her daughters when she probably feels like breaking down and just the whole thing just not yeah. knowing answers and I've known you know, a close friend of mine, her her sister has, has had medical problems, but they didn't know the answers. And her mother, it was so hard to watch the family not knowing, like, what the answers were, not, not knowing what she had, not being able to label it, and not being able to know an exact cure for it. So it was definitely a tough episode to watch. Well, as a viewer... I'm sitting there like, I want answers. Like, what's going on? So I can't even imagine as a mother, you know, like, at least we're getting to see this every week. You know, she's probably having to go over a span of a couple weeks and then do the MRI, wait another couple weeks for the results. And it sucks that, you know, I know I'm sure Corey can't get off of work because they need the money and whatnot. But I'm sure it would be so much help, more helpful for him to be there. And then, you know, maybe he could be the strong one and then she could break down. But you're right. Like, she has to be so strong in front of the girls. And then to see um, the other twin sisters start bawling in the in the doctor's office when when he's when she saw her little sister, her twin bawling. It was just really sad. It's like she felt her pain. So it was definitely an intense storyline. Yeah, Amber, what did you think of Leah? That storyline, actually, it really touches my heart because I have a daughter that's two, and my daughter was born premature at 26 weeks. 
um, and she spent 14 weeks in the NICU, and she's gone through eye exams, and she has a hole in her heart, and being ventilated, and having spinal taps, like we, tons of stuff, and she has occupational therapy. So when I watch Leah's storyline, and her daughter was also a preemie, and the things that she's going through with, like, the possible blindness, and, you know, and my daughter has, you know, possible deafness, and she also has problems with her eyes, I totally relate. And I think about it, like, I'm in my 30s. And I can't even imagine being a teenager and having gone through that because I found it hard enough at my age. And, like, you want to make everything better for your child and you just feel so powerless because there's nothing that you can do and they're so small. And then, you know, you blame yourself somehow, like, you know, was it my body? Is it my genetics? Was it something that I did? You know, and it's it's very stressful and it can be very depressing. And it can also, you know, to be honest, take a toll on your marriage. And I don't know, I guess we'll see as it plays out, but if part of, you know, her daughter's problems is what caused an issue between her and Corey. Like, I know there's a lot of other issues with trust and his mumbling and his bad hat and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> but I don't know if you know, having a child that potentially has, you know, lifelong struggles or might need extra help, you know, because it's always the mom that's going to step up to the plate and do more and worry more. And it can either bring you closer together as a couple, or I've seen, like, I've met other moms in the NICU and I became friends with them where it can tear you apart. So, you know, I, I don't know where, if it had anything to do with that, but it's, it's a storyline that really speaks to me. That's actually a really good point because I didn't even think about that in terms of the reasons why they got divorced because there were so many other issues in terms of his jealousy and her just kind of forcing herself into into it because he was the father. But that actually is a, is a good point because I mean having to deal with that on on top of on top of marriage, on top of having kids, on top of having twins, on top of all those to have mm-hmm. one the medical problem must be a huge strain and so I'm sure that must have been one reason that took a toll on the marriage. And sometimes, you know, you could build a resentment because I know, like, I went to a lot of the doctor appointments and stuff because my husband had to work and I felt like I was the one always getting the news and it seems like that with her too, like, you know, and she's the one that's trying to be proactive and, you know, and try to get the answers and to work on it and and she's at home with them and you know, and it, it's probably a little bit hard for her. She might feel a little bit of resentment towards him because she even said, you know, he's been at work all day. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about what's going on. And it's like she's always feeling him in on what's happening with her own children, and it's it's really sad. And even but when I she really called him, she got his voicemail, so... Mm-hmm. What about the voicemail? When she called him right after the appointment to give him the news, she got his voicemail. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and you would think he would have his phone on. Yeah, he'd be, know. like, waiting to hear from her or something. So I, that was immediately what went through my head when I saw that part. I do still really like Corey, though, a lot. For all, for all the teen mom dads, I actually really like Corey, and I think that he really loved Leah, and I think he really loves those twins, and I think he's, he, mm-hmm. I think he stepped up to the plate. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. hold that against them. And he has a wonderful family. Like, it's really nice that his, you know, his Mimi or whatever, or Mama or whatever, she takes care of the, the, <laughs> yeah, the kids. they're and, so helpful with the kids. Yeah, and his parents. And, like, I remember when they were asking about the babysitting, and she said that his his mom was going to take them on certain days, but then on the Thursday or whatever, that his grandmother, Mima, was going to take them. Like, that's mm-hmm. so nice. Yeah. Yeah, their whole family has really, on both ends, rallied around those kids, more so than um, 
than any of the other families in 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 this season because Chelsea has her parents. Chelsea doesn't count. A lot. <laughs> it seemed like she had um, kind of a bad relationship with Adam's parents. Did you guys pick up on that? Because she was like, oh, Adam's parents have Aubrey. Like, I want to get her back. Did you guys pick up on that? Did it seem a little like... Yes, tense? she said they've been begging to have Aubrey, so she has spent the night there last night, which really shocked me. But that was nice. Well, I don't think that's out of line. I think that this a grandkid should be able to spend, like, spend some time with their grandparents or spend a night over. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. So... I definitely think Leah's family and Corey's family like are the most rally around him because Janelle, I mean, I know the baby daddy isn't in the picture, but that's no reason mm-hmm. for his parents not to be in the picture. But, like, I haven't seen them at all. Mm-hmm. And Drew's parents, yeah, we've Doesn't never he live, heard, like, like, nothing. A couple hours away? Like, he lives pretty far? He does, yeah. but then the last we had heard, he had moved and he was trying to be a model, and but then mm. he went to rehab because he also was an alcoholic, and he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Janelle really knows how to pick and choose she them. She chooses the winners. <laughs> yeah, and then But you Kaylin, know what they say, that we mirror people, so maybe there's something in her that's mirrored in these people that she's picking. That's true. Maybe. Well, definitely bad choices. <laughs> but um, And then in Kaylin's family, it's like, thank God Joe's family is there for her mm-hmm. because her family isn't there at all. And you know who I really love out of Joe's family? is his brother. I mean, his brother watches Isaac when she goes to school. Mm-hmm. He's his uncle, and he's a young kid. I, he doesn't have to do that. And so I really, really respect Joe's family and especially his mm-hmm. brother for really stepping up to the plate to help Isaac. I agree. Yeah, every single day he takes care of Isaac. I think that's so cool too. Yeah. Well, why don't we go to a quick commercial break and we'll come back for some news and gossip and predictions. Sounds good. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Hey, Mari. Yep? I have a request. What is your request? Well, are you aware that Beavis and Butthead makes fun of Teen Mom? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was aware of that. Why? Could I play a little clip for you before? Oh, please do. There's fan mail that came in. It's from the caller who got dropped off last week, and uh, so he emailed us his opinion. I I did not forward it to you because I want your full, honest opinion, raw, 
unfiltered. And but before we get <laughs> oh, no. to that, because it's so heinous, I figured we'd get into the spirit of heinous by playing Beavis and Butthead before I make that statement. <laughs> okay. And then we'll do news and gossip and be boring. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's uh, here's here's uh, Beavis and Butthead making fun of Team Mom. Well, they missed out. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the teen mom where she gets her boob operation? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how these things turned out. Breast augmentation. <laughs> I love that part. I'm afraid we've lost her. <laughs> so don't worry, her boobs are fine. So no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. Did her dad just say, Looking good? <laughs> <laughs> nice boobs, honey. <laughs> Come on, get down those stairs. They didn't give you fake legs. <laughs> yeah. You didn't walk this slow after you had the baby. <laughs> it's okay, honey. It's okay. Now I know the baby is bumming you out. Don't worry, I'll get rid of her. <laughs> Not on my arm. Not on my arms, Dad. On my boobs. <laughs> Don't <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't feed those to the baby. I need them for my boobs. <laughs> Bring the frozen tater tots too before she eats those. Yes. That beloved place sucked. <laughs> so there you go. That's Beavis and Butthead making fun of Teen Mom. I saw that clip. I mean, I'm actually really glad they made fun of Farrah's boob job because that was very hilarious and entertaining so i'm glad they poked fun at it finally someone <laughs> all right you ready for the most heinous opinion ever brought I'm to nervous. Africa? all right before i get first off this is not my opinion it's not certainly not mari's it's not jessica's it's it, it's none of our hosts it's not it's disclaimer <laughs> that, is, that is my disclaimer right we i'll play the this disclaimer the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. But even that's false because it's not ours. But anyway, all right. Okay. So the caller, I think he's trying to start up trouble, but um, he said that in this day and age with this economy, he's glad that um, these teenagers who, you know, uh, who are entering sort of the workforce, they don't have a lot of prospects. They're seeing this opportunity that they can get pregnant and make money by going on these shows. Do you please refute? Oh, this is the guy that called in last week. Yes, this is the guy, oh, and he got yeah. cut off, and he emailed us back his opinion, and 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 yes, that's his opinion that he thinks. Kudos to the sixteen and pregnant kids for getting on shows because they're making kudos? money. Kudos. That's what he's saying, not me. Kudos. <laughs> he's like supporting this this whole trend yes, that we talked about last because week. they're finding jobs. In this harsh economy, do this. Wow. Oh my god! Wow, I'm almost speechless. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think whoever is getting pregnant for 16 and pregnant, and I think there's very few people. I don't think they're doing it for the economic stability. I think they're doing it for the fame. For the fame, exactly. <laughs> they want to be famous. So he's well, half right? We love all opinions here on AfterBuzz TV, even the most heinous and ridiculous ones. So keep them coming. Uh, you can tweet all of us, Miss Amher G. Uh, Jessica, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Gorgess715. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And you can tweet me at Mari Fagel. And as always, you can tweet at AfterBuzz TV. Keep those opinions coming, even the ridiculous ones we share on air. <laughs> Mari? 
Mari? Yes. We didn't talk about um, at the end of Janelle's scene where she got physical with Kiefer. Oh, what did you want to say about that? I do have a little bit about that in our predictions, but, I mean, that fight was ridiculous. It was it was crazy, but like I was like I didn't know if I, I could, if if he was to blame or if she was to blame or if they were both to blame and and the way that their friends just kind of like sat there like quiet and and it was like they'd seen his it all friend before. was like p- more pissed about the fact that they were being poopies I guess is what he said yeah. as opposed to them like actually getting in a fight and being physical with each other they just like like you said like once they started fighting they just sat there and didn't try to stop it or anything but yeah and usually friends this are what I think. step in. But I'm sure that it happens so often that at this point they're like, gosh, like another one. Except I'm not blaming the friends here. I'm blaming the two of them. And yes, he should have never laid a hand on her Mm -hmm. and he has an alcohol problem. The problem is, though, she shouldn't have handled it in that way. She was like... Mm She wasn't handling it in the right way. She was yelling at him and saying, you know, don't you, if you take another sip, don't come near me and, and all this stuff. If you drink one more time in front of me, I'll punch you in the face. Like, that's not how you handle it. And yes, he did lay hands on her, but technically she was, like, coming after him. And he yeah, picked she her up it. and put her back in the car. And so he didn't do anything that out of line because it's not like he punched her back. She he charged her up him and put her in the yeah. car and closed the door. Yeah. But so it it was, was there so one you thought was more at fault here than the other? And then also he did. He tried to calm it down because he ran after her when she kept saying, "Leave me alone, leave me alone, get off of me." He ran after her and tried to calm her down and like hug her, and she just seemed like incest. Like I said, she she's a ticking time bomb. It's so dysfunctional that relationship, and yeah, like he when she was saying, "Don't take another drink," and he did it like just smiling, smirking, and drinking on purpose. Oh, that stupid Bring smirk! I hate his stupid little smirk. Oh, Evil. Oh. <laughs> well, anyways, we're gonna talk about what's going on with the rest of that fight in our predictions. But first, let's get into some news and gossip. After <laughs> All right, so it sounds like we finally have a fresh storyline from Chelsea, but it's um, happening right now, so it's not going to be included in the season. One tabloid is reporting she actually has a new boyfriend. I don't know how much I believe it, but they're reporting the boyfriend's name is Spencer James Brown. He's studying pre-law wow, at name. University of Florida and is originally from England. Apparently, he tweeted... She's my boo. I'll have to tell the world how much you mean to me and that you're the sweetest, cutest, most cheerfulest person ever. Except the the tweets were kind of one-sided, which makes me think that <sighs> I don't know if he's actually her boyfriend. But so I can't is, wait to be like next season. Adam. <laughs> That's interesting that, like, they gave his entire name. <laughs> First name, middle name, last name. <laughs> but on her on her Twitter, she does have a link to his Facebook page and says listen to his music and that he's her boyfriend. Wait, he's a singer too. And it was his yeah, and it was his birthday on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he's in a band. So but at least he's setting she said happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, and she said she tweeted happy birthday to my boyfriend. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That. 
He sounds like he's better than Adam, but I wish that this would have all happened when the cameras were rolling, so at least he could have had a fresh storyline. Exactly. No more Adam. (laughs) And then Leah, also in terms of her relationship status, the guy she's been dating, Jeremy Calvert, apparently they talk about getting engaged. She is only 19 years old. She's already been divorced once. I really don't think this is a good idea. But in a new interview, she said that they do talk about getting engaged. She said, we have a really good connection. It's different from Corey and my relationship because we were kind of like forcing it. So that that must hurt. (laughs) And um, yeah, I can't believe that she said we were forcing it. I thought that was kind of a, a sting to Corey. Yeah. You were forcing it when you begged him to get back with you? <laughs> Sad. Um, her ex, she also um, tweeted a picture, I think it was earlier today or this week, um, of the twins. Her boyfriend had bought them like a new Power Wheel car or something, and the two girls were riding it. And it was kind of like, look how much he spoils the, the girls or something oh, like that. Wow. <laughs> So. And well, he's, as long as he's a good guy, that's all that matters. But I still don't think that they should get engaged because I think that that's definitely rushing into it too soon. Yeah. But definitely. then Janelle, the troublemaker, is stirring up trouble again, claiming she's pregnant again. <gasps> but hold up, don't worry. It was a joke, a cruel joke, I think. But she posted on her Facebook page yesterday. Hi, all. I have some amazing news. I am expecting three weeks. I know I'm in shock, too. I can't believe it myself. I wasn't going to put it out here, but I wanted to make it official. I mean, who would have guessed that we're expecting? Yes, it's official. Dot, dot, dot. We are expecting Santa in just three weeks. Repost if you have any sense of humor. Ha, ha, ha. She actually released the news this morning uh, on her Facebook as well, I believe, that she is writing a tell-all about her life, an autobiography. Um, exactly. And uh, that she... she said, yeah, she said on her Facebook quote, me and Hannah are going to start writing my book. I have three journals we're going through in my autobiography I wrote in rehab. Can't wait until it's finished starting it now. I would like to take a poll if anyone would read that because as much as I love the show, I really don't think I would. (laughs) That would be interesting coming from Janelle. (laughs) I'd be very curious to see what she'd say, but that's a pretty premature autobiography to have at the age of 20. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Especially when like half of your past, what, like three or four years have been completely documented on television already, so... I don't know. Uh, we'll have to stay tuned. I think Janelle can't possibly stay out of the media spotlight for a week, so I feel like she's going to be like the main item of our news and gossip every week. Yeah, I'm sure well, she, she wants to make it. sure she stays relevant as well. So <laughs> I she's yeah. apparently having a bit of a, a Twitter feud with Sarah. Um, Sarah tweeted something about Janelle not being a good mom and. Janelle tweeted back that I am a good mom, unlike you. Something like, I went back to my mom's house for Jace, and you left your mom and the state, um, and your your, da- your daughter doesn't even get to be with their grandparents or something like that. So, you know, this isn't the first time I think that Janelle's attacked other teen moms. 
And she's well, actually, I think Sarah started that one. Why does Sarah keep tweeting out that people are bad mothers? Like, yeah, why she's is like she always going out attacking people. Courtney Kardashian yeah. and Janelle. I agree. Like Sarah, I think Sarah tries to stay relevant too when she's her season's not on, and and Janelle's going to give it back to you. Like she, if you read her Twitter, she's very in your face, and if anybody says anything, she attacks right back. I think the show has gotten to all the girls' heads, and they're forgetting the real reason for doing this show in the first place, which is to raise awareness and show people out there their story. So that's really mm-hmm. sad when I it gets it's to, that to all the girls' heads with the exception of Caitlyn, because Caitlyn now goes around the country talking about adoption. Mm-hmm. She's in college studying to be an adoption counselor, so I actually respect Caitlyn, and I think that she's not out there for fame. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into some predictions for next week? It looks pretty juicy. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So, <laughs> I was happy to see that Kaylin is moving out and getting her own apartment, but she didn't tell her mom, which I don't know is the best way to handle it, because that seems like that's going to be a fight, because she kind of just, like, suddenly throws it on her, but I'm glad that she's finally moving out. Yeah, like, you know, she knows how her mom is, and she knows it's just going to cause a huge problem, which she supposedly says she hates drama and hates getting involved. So I don't understand why she would do something like that instead of just being straightforward. It's not like the kind of thing where her mom will never find out. So I I don't know. I, I don't think that's a very wise decision either. And I think, you know, we just spoke about how responsible she is and how mature she is, but along with that maturity and responsibility comes, you know, being truthful and being honest and, and that kind of thing as well. So, But she does seem to hide things, like, you know, hiding her boyfriend, yeah. and hiding going trick-or-treating with him. She oh, lies yeah. a lot. <laughs> she, it's a pattern with her. Yeah. Well, She just always I must think she's not going to get lying. caught or, or it'll be better it'll make things better in the end i don't understand her thought process on that so yeah and then i'm totally not surprised by this at all but adam's charm charming behavior lasts only one episode chelsea's seen in tears right before she goes to surgery and adam's like leaving her yeah um not surprised by that and he always has the worst timing too yeah it's like really in the hospital (laughs) she's in the hospital bed right now those kids (laughs) (laughs) and then we get the second half of the janelle and Kiefer fight so she's pressing charges against him for hitting her but like we were all saying she kind of started it and provoked him and he wasn't so much hitting her as almost self-defense or kind of trying to hold her back so what do you guys think about her filing charges i don't understand it i think it's ridiculous and it's all on camera so Mm -hmm. they're like barry and amber but worse and i and i feel like they both you know try to threaten each other sometimes and it's like this is her trying to stand up and be like don't mess with me and then next episode she's gonna be like i'm sorry baby i love you i love you i love you so much exactly please don't go i'll change don't leave yeah you promise you'll change that they stay together for a while longer and even to this day that they talk so Mm -hmm. what's the point of these purges 
Yeah. And um, finally, Leah continues to deal with even more medical problems. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's going to be kind of a heartbreaking season for her between the medical problems and the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like Leah, so I don't like seeing her go into politics. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how everything turns out and, of course, wishing her well and the best for her and her, her family. But it's really it's a really sad thing to watch her go through on television. Yeah. All right. Well, Jessica and Amber, thank you so much for joining me. And hopefully Ed, Isabel, and Star will join us next week. But I think that... Uh, Having your two opinions was more than enough, and um, getting that that ridiculous opinion on Beavis uh, <laughs> and Butthead <laughs> and getting pregnant for money. You know what I will say? Coming, I guess. That's right, and you know what? Um, I, I do want to give a shout out to our uh, call, other calling uh, co-host, Ammer. Am I getting it right? I'm gonna get. Yeah. All right, but right, you found us through Twitter, correct? Well, we like that. We no, like here. I found you guys through iTunes. Sorry, initially through iTunes. What, what, which uh, through Teen Mom or how? The first show I started listening to, um, I don't even remember. I, I don't think it was. You no, know, it was Teen Mom. It was the Teen Mom one when you guys were talking about Caitlyn and Macy and all that kind of stuff. And then I started listening to other shows like The Kardashians and and uh, A List Dallas. <laughs> and now the Kim and Courtney, and it's—I love your guys' shows. They're so interesting and they're funny. And oh, I'm a reality TV junkie. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And to that, for uh, I have a request for you and the rest of our fans listening. You know, spread the word. Like, uh, like you found us, and and you now you know enjoy a lot of after shows. That's what we're here about. We just want to spread the word. Uh, we ask nothing for in return. Except spread the word. We love when we hear stories such as yours. And the Real Housewives. And the Real Housewives. <laughs> Which one? There's so many. Oh, Atlanta and Beverly Hills. Mari knows. Beverly Hills I'm is right the best. Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills all the way. I love Beverly Hills. And I love the Atlanta host. Courtney, I think his name is, that does the, the, the Real oh, Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, Courtney She's Stewart. Hilarious. <laughs> That's great. I love hearing that. So, fans out there, if you're hearing that, spread the word. Spread the joy. See how much you love it. You guys love it as much as her. So, let's spread the word. Yeah, and Amber was such a great super fan that we're having her on probably all season all season long for Team Mom. I hope because I love your opinion. I would love to keep calling in. Keep on doing it. Every Wednesday here at 7. All right, so uh, Amber and Jessica and I will be back next week, same time, same place. And uh, make sure to tune in. And thank you, Jen, for all your opinions and for listening. Have a good night, everyone. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.